So, Willie, you and I, we know a lot about each other. Some might even say intimately. But what's one thing that the listening audience doesn't know about you? Now, you have to think back over 40-some-odd shows and consider what we have and haven't covered. But can you admit something right now in front of our listenership, in front of all the lurkers that you've never told? Maybe you've never even told me. You want me to incriminate myself? Because I have many incriminating stories. I mean, we've already talked about you cheating your way into college. So what else is there? That's a real incriminating story. (laughs) This one is more or less just like a really bad example of me. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> okay. But this this is 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 tit for tat, Scott. So if I say one, you need to think yes, exactly. Mm. You need to think of an incriminating one for yourself because this this one's pretty bad. So I am early twenties. The girl that I'm not there anymore. The girl that I was dating at the time, we lived in the building that you and I ended up living next to each other in. The Roach Motel. Yep. Correct. Well, there weren't roaches. There were centipede lots of centipedes. Motel. Yeah. Anyways, so we're living in this building, and it's the two of us in a really small, like, 600-square-foot, one-bedroom apartment, one bathroom. Mm-hmm. She would take—her uh, showers would last, like, 40 minutes. I don't know what the heck she was doing in there, but she probably had some other nefarious things she was trying to do when she was in there. Not a good human being. We've talked about this in the past. So, Scott, I would have to use the bathroom, like, real bad. You know that I have a bladder of, like, a, a, a 12-year-old boy. Right? Sure. Yes. We'll go with that reference. Not like a 90-year-old man? Sure. I like I considered myself younger at the time, but yeah, I guess like a 90-year-old man. So where did I, I... I didn't really have a place to go to the bathroom. Your girlfriend's in the bathroom breaking the law, and you have to go to the bathroom. That's where you left off. So where So where do I go? That's, that's a good question. Did you have Bandit at this time? Yeah. That's where I would have gone. Ew. <laughs> On my cat? <laughs> Well, he no. wouldn't have been in the litter box. His I, toilet. I, I, I would have used his toilet. No, that's too much liquid. Cats don't pee that much, Scott. I, I know you can't. I know you're allergic to cats, so you wouldn't have them. Like a dog probably pees a little bit closer to a human. But I drink a lot of water. It's got to go somewhere. <laughs> so we used to have cups. They were like giant pint glasses. No, so I, I I would pee in a cup. Oh. And then I would pour it down the drain. Oh. And and unfortunately, because we lived together for like four years, this was a common thing. It started where I would like get in my car and I would drive to the grocery store, use their bathroom and buy breakfast and then come home because it was just it was just on the street. Right. It was like two blocks away. Yeah. It's just right across the street. But when I was like, all right, I'm lazy. I don't know. Have you ever like if you're camping or doing something where like you can't just like pee readily in the back of a car, right on like a, a road trip? Oh, I've like done this before. In, you have to yes. like pee into a cup. It's warm and disgusting. There was definitely one time where I got really grossed out and the cup fell. Oh, like while you were it peeing got, into it? it? Scott, it got everywhere. Oh. It was pee, it was pee all over the place. Bandit Peeing stepped in demonium. it. Ugh. Wait, Bandit stepped in it? No. He came over and he drank some. He did. Yeah. Well, that's better than like leaving it on the counter and like somebody came up and was like, oh, thanks. You poured a glass of beer for me. Okay, well, uh, that's thank you for admitting that. It takes a lot to say you've done, you know, something like that. So I and the listenership appreciate it. Now, as for my story, we don't have enough time. So let's get started with the show.
Welcome to the Front Podcast of the Internet. I am your co-host, Scott Carolla, and with me always is my other co-host. Wait. Wait, there's another one? Is there? There might be. Could there be? There definitely could be. Stay tuned. But anyway, main co-host, number one. Willie Matson. Hey, Willie, Uh, how you doing? So just to get started in this week, because there is a ton of things for us to talk about. I I think the topics that we've both alluded to, again, if you're new to the show, Scott and I don't tell each other what we're going to talk about. We have an idea because we're both on Reddit, but we don't really know. So we also this is a surprise. We also don't respond when somebody asks how they're doing. We just kind of like go into this diatribe of how things are gonna be going but not really answering Fuck, my you question. don't ask about my life why don't no, you go but- why don't you go piss in a mug willie <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know if i use that intro i know <laughs> now you just incriminated me no matter what <laughs> uh also yeah peek behind the curtains at, at some point if we do a patreon we'll probably just upload mm. our second intro or third intro or tertiary right All over to, to those patrons all of the all of the cold opens that never made it to the live show. Yep. But uh, I do want to say at the top of the episode that there's plenty of things we're going to talk about that uh, could be triggering for some. We know that it's going to be a challenging episode. So uh, buckle up. Yeah, we're going to stir the pot up a little bit this week. We don't, well, at least anymore, we don't have a ton of serious subject matter that makes it into the show. But I think... There are going to be several topics that come up time and time again where uh, we just have to cover it because that's what people are talking about. And I know I've mentioned this before, but this week got real. And we could probably, I mean, considering what started today, next week's probably going to be a little bit real too. What? What start? What? Where do we live right now, Willie? What state? Earth. Yes. Ah, uh, Minnesota. Correct. Yep. So uh, a big trial started today, and it did. Uh, we'll see what what Reddit's interest level is in it. And if even if not, we will probably have something to follow up on just because of local news and stuff. All right. So speaking of lawyers, Willie, this week I am introducing something we haven't talked about, I think, in a while or possibly ever, r slash announcements. I know you're confused, but let me go further. This week, Spez... You slash Spez, who, uh, according to Willie's fine research, is the co-founder and CEO of Reddit, made a post that said an update on the recent issues surrounding a Reddit employee. Do you know what I'm talking about, Willie? I saw this vaguely, but I didn't deep dive into this. I'm really happy you're bringing this up. This is, I think, an important topic. Yeah, uh, this this is about the site itself. Uh, So I thought it was something that we should definitely talk about because i'm just i'm just going to do a quick read through here if you don't mind we would like to give you all an update on recent issues that have transpired concerning a specific reddit employee as well as provide you with context into actions that we took to prevent doxing and harassment as of today the employee in question is no longer employed by reddit we built a relationship with her at first as a mod and then through her contractor work on rpan we did not adequately vet her background before formally hiring her for those who are confused let me go into a little bit more detail i remember earlier this week when i this is actually when i texted you saying like i pretty much have my stories for the week based on this alone Oh, got it that was like tuesday yeah there was a post called chaos at reddit as dozens of subreddits 
made private in protest at the site. And I was like, what is going on? Well, as it turns out, Reddit hired this person who all these subs started posting a picture of them and saying, like, let Reddit know that they hired a pedophile and that they should, you know, immediately fire them. And I was like, what's what's going on? There is an article that I will send you that will explain it a lot better. So, Scott, as I read this article from metro.co.uk, a, a ton of Redditors took a deep dive into this person's background, mm-hmm. uh, claiming that they showed poor judgment, uh, is not the right person for the role. All the way back in 2017, looks like she appointed her father as a campaign manager in politics. Yeah, and her, her dad had uh, been convicted of, I don't know if he was convicted, but he was charged with raping a 10-year-old girl. And the person who Reddit ended up firing actually supported him in his run for a political post. Yeah, it's UK politics, so it's a little bit foreign to me. No pun intended. But somehow, this person eventually got to the point where Reddit was in a spot to make a formal hire, and they did. And in this in this announcements post, Spez goes on to say, like, kind of what, what they did and why they did it, because it looked like for a while that they were actually censoring a mod who was posting this person's name. And as you know, Reddit is uh, sometimes a brigade for good or for bad. But they noticed that this this person who hadn't done anything wrong other than what they felt was a report of a person who shouldn't be employed by Reddit or at least used poor judgment. They, they just wanted to know why that person was getting more protections and the the moderator who was just trying to point it out was getting censored. So it was a it was a big thing because suddenly all of these subs were going private in and basically censoring themselves as a way to get the word out that this person was still employed by Reddit and they they wanted their voices heard. Now, I mean, this is this is a big thing to happen for the entire site. Yeah, I want to I want to read the last paragraph here just so you have have an idea of where we're at now. It says with regards to the issues over alleged censorship. Some are concerned that Reddit statement said the moderators of UK politics had been sanctioned for sharing personal information. However, news stories about the person at the focus here are in the public domain. In an updated statement, Reddit admin Land of Lobsters wrote, our intent was never to remove any and all mentions of this admin's name, just an overzealous automation when attempting to prevent doxing and harassment. But a Reddit user claimed that Reddit fucked up by trying to censor the the discussion as much as possible. I I feel like this like bridges that line or like it, 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 it's tickling the line of, of cancel culture as well as like, was it in the right? It kind of feels like maybe she shouldn't have been employed at Reddit, but also Reddit maybe was censoring too much conversation to make themselves look the best. Yeah, it's questionable at uh, at least to say like why why if this is is what everybody is saying why did you react this way why didn't you do a little bit more but at this at the same time they were also an employee of the company and they have an obligation to make sure that 
no harm comes to them, at least from the mob. So, uh, in your opinion, how should we have handled this differently? How we, I don't speak on behalf of Reddit. How should Reddit have handled this differently? We are not financial advisors. We are not doctors and we definitely don't work for Reddit, but if they wanted to hire us, I still might say no. Anyway, what I would have done differently, I would have had my crack team of moderators or at least admins immediately meet with whoever brought this up and say like, okay, what is going on and why is everybody reacting this way? And then I would have taken that information to what I'm assuming they have a similar corporate structure as everybody else taking it to HR and said, fix this now. Definitely wouldn't have been censoring anybody bringing like this type of serious information to light, right? If anything, you want to you wanna keep them out in the open so that people know that this person is, uh, I guess, respected by the company. But this is, a, this is a topic that we might have to do a deep dive in on, uh, on an episode where we just talk about mods and admins and how the hierarchy of Reddit is run. Because yeah. we don't know. We don't know that communication, uh, I guess, pyramid. Mm-hmm. Is, it a, is it a circle? Is it a square? It's a circle. It's round. Is it hey, a, if, uh, a if there is a listener? Here's 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 what I would say. I I think our audience is split. It's split between people who have no idea what the f is going Reddit on in Reddit. Is. So when we say r slash, they go, I I don't know what that means, but I can interpret it as something. But then we have a decent amount of listeners who understand Reddit, understand the culture, and understand just like the inner workings. If you're in that camp and you have a deep understanding of how this company functions, talk to us. I think we would like to probably invite somebody like that on the show and have them kind of talk through what that experience looks like. That would be a fun AMA. Now, Scott, there isn't a clean transition with this, but as this, to me, verged on cancel culture, this next story also had a lot of similar similarities between the two. So I have two stories to share with you. And it's all wrapped up in, in, in this amazing tale of Satanism, blood, Nike, and the church. <laughs> I mean, those, those all go together. Like, th- those are in the uh, like same Venn diagram, right? I would mm-hmm. expect nothing less. I think I, I know what George you're talking Soros. about. I didn't say Bill Gates, but you know what? They're still in the Venn diagram, probably. What, what about the space laser? Is it always there, Scott? always there i don't know what you're asking but the main story that i found this week was actually around the church it it was around uh it was from our futurology and it was a deep dive into the the decline of attendance at churches but to me i think something that's maybe a little bit more impactful to the majority of people it's kind of taken a grasp on society is little nas x this week came out with a new song so the name of the song, if you're unawares, is, it is a, Montero, is it, Call Me By Your Name. And this is not an Old Town Road remix? No. So it premiered March 25th, and it already has 39 million views at the time of recording this. Wow. Good for him. But in there, there's depictions uh, of the church, and at one point he... A lot of people go uh, to church. He rides a strip stripper pole goes down to hell and kills satan wait he kills satan in the video i also think he gets railed by satan oh what oh no he gives satan a lap dance yep oh. he's given he's given him a lap dance and then he murders him 
okay that's that's how it ends Number, my, my first thought was like oh is he doing like a live action doom audition you know because isn't isn't that the point of doom the video game to go to hell and kill satan i have no idea it i just right. played it when i was a child or i was thinking of do you remember the movie hero big hero six no although that's a good one too but hero with jet lee the, the nbc show heroes no but starring that was, hero nakamura that was a good like seven episodes but no, the uh, the ancient... I Need a Hero, the song? I need a hero. No, 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 no. Oh, the, do that. Don't, don't get The okay. sandwich. The sandwich heroes. Ah, uh, got it. It's Delicious. A, yeah, yum. But do you remember the movie with Jet Li? You son of a bitch. No, I have no <laughs> idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Brief synopsis. A guy is trying to get to meet the emperor, and he can only get to certain checkpoints... Because the Emperor is so paranoid about being assassinated. He gets through the checkpoints by telling these fantastic stories on how he defeated former champions of, like, wars and generals and stuff. And he keeps telling all these stories to the point where he gets an audience with the general face-to-face. And he gets to be, like, within 50 paces. Like, that's how close he can get. And the whole time, he's telling the stories of how he bested all these people, the emperor puts it together that, well, wait a minute. If you defeated this champion and that person and took all their weapons and stuff, and you must be able to kill a person within 50 paces. And so what if Lil Nas X had to become a stripper to get down to hell in order to get that close to Satan to murk his ass? And then here's where things get crazy. So in that's the slash... normal part. That's the, the plain normal stuff. Yep. <laughs> that right, seems so... logical. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll say that that's, that's the reality because in r slash news this week, there's the post that says Little Nas X's unofficial Satan Nikes containing human blood sell out in under one minute. I read about this story because I follow a guy on Twitter who is part of the company that made these Nikes. Yeah, and the company name is... Mischief, M-S-C-H-F, which is a great fun app to sign up for, I think, if if anybody's looking for just some, like, weird stuff. They are all marketers. There's six people. Uh, they work in Brooklyn, and... That today are getting sued by Nike, like, hardcore. Oh, for real? Yeah. So this blew up, right? I, like, I don't know if you know this, but because of the music video, because of the song, and because of these shoes, the far right... Like, what's Governor her name? Gun Girl? Newsom. What, Governor what's the Newsom girl? of uh, De- one of the Dakotas. Yeah, w- the, the, that politician. But then also, what's the girl's name? Gun Girl? That describes so many people. Caitlin Bennett. No, her title is Gun Girl. You don't, If you don't know this story, I will tell you this story. That's the girl that pooped herself, right? That's the girl who shit herself. Yep. She went after him. She, like, she had a post on her Twitter that was like, Today is the day that I am happy that I am blocked by Little Nas. To which he responded and said, I can still read your fucking posts. (laughs) She responded with, because Lil Nas, if you don't know, is a black man. She responded Mm -hmm. with a very racist tweet that said, at least I still, or do you ever get to see your dad anymore or something? Wow. Low blow. To which he tweeted, yes, and maybe I'll fuck yours. (laughs) Damn. All right, so this this incredible story, it's woven around so many things with Nike, with with the church, 
Little Nas, Caitlin Bennett. Hot take right now. I, I need to know where you land on this. All right, so we're doing this. We've, we've talked about it several times, <laughs> but here we go. Quick side note, these shoes are in response to another drop that they did uh, a couple of years ago where they put holy water in Nike Air Maxes and they called them like Jesus Nikes because you were technically walking on water. So these ones are Nike Air Maxes where they mix in blood with the paint. And yeah, it's totally fine because it's not going to do anything. Like, if you believe, if you truly believe in a higher power, this is literally not threatening to anyone or anything, and uh, you should get over it. It's all when sensationalized journalism, right? It's, it's literally for the clicks and to put your name in the news, because that's the only reason any logical conservative would respond to something like this. I think a lot of this comes out of fear. Fear of the article that I just messaged you. So if you look in chat there, there was a Gallup poll that came out March 29th. And I think a lot of churches are feeling this. It says U.S. church membership falls below the majority for the first time. What's the majority in so this as, instance? Yeah. So as you scroll down, it means um, that in 2020, 47% of U.S. adults belonged to a church, synagogue, or mosque. That's down oh. more than 20 points from the turn of the century. So in there, this, by the way, if you're just interested in the stats around church membership, I'm going to post this link uh, in the show notes, in the YouTube comments. Go read this because it shows something really fascinating that from the 1940s through to kind of the, the mid 90s, church attendance or uh, church membership was at about 70%. The whole time and from hmm. the early 2000s it dropped from 70 and it's been steadily dropping consistently to 47 percent 2015 it was at 55 percent and 50 now 47 percent it's really fascinating as you take a deep dive in here when you start to realize how many people are not choosing to go to church or believe and like what do we think that that is going to impact in the united states I mean, do you think it's because of people living in their mom's basements and playing World of Warcraft? No, I actually have a thought. I've heard regurgitated a few times over the last couple of weeks. But I want to know what your thoughts are. Why do you think attendance is going down? <sighs> um, well, I think the age of information, or at least digital information, uh, it has proven to be beneficial in terms of educating people on probably more than just the one religion or church lifestyle that they might have been born into. In the past, you know, you read all those numbers, 70%. For so many people, you're in, you know, in the nicest of terms, you're indoctrinated into one thing. And if your family's raised the same way they're raising you, they're not necessarily going out of their way to educate you on all of the other religions that exist. I didn't learn about other major religions until college. And at that point, I was pretty much gonna just be gung-ho about number one, the religion that I was in, and number two, my career. I wasn't necessarily going for a religious studies major, so I was just gonna stick with what I knew. But I think in terms of a less nice view, if just speaking from my own personal kind of um, experience, the, the, the way the Catholic Church has responded to all of the controversies around priests messing with kids. 
you know, it just, I bet it turned so many people off, especially younger people who said, hey, if there's going to be no accountability, why should I support this? So here's the message that if you go into the comments of the post, uh, I mentioned it earlier as I was bringing up this whole story from Futurology. I've also heard this reiterated by uh, a guy named Rhett McLaughlin, who runs a, a YouTube series called Good Mythical Morning. He was super religious from the South, and him and his friend who hosts the show both have left the church. They're, they're in their 40s, you and I, millennials. As we look at how we were brought up, it was it was in the church. And fortunately for us, what we were taught was to be self-thinking, to, to love our neighbors, to be compassionate individuals. But the rhetoric that we continued to see exhibited by the, the, the veterans of the church, the leaders of the church, was more that it is a club, was more that it's like you're either in or you're out. You're going to follow our rules or you're or you're going to be a part. You're going to die, right? You're a sinner. And it was this like hate relationship instead of support relationship where religious institutions became a negative connotation and faith became an area where because of of a, a world of vast information that more and more ways it was easier for us to make the decision that like do i really believe in this are these things factually accurate it brought up more questions than it brought up answers and right. i think because you're starting to see more and more millennials who are now on to their second children in many cases, right? Their first children were a few years ago and now their second children are being born. They're all choosing to, or the vast majority, right? 51 mm -hmm. per 53% are choosing to not go to church. Oh boy. This is, this is a rabbit hole, right? This is a, this is an, a two, three hour podcast where we invite several guests on uh, to talk Set it about at the beginning. It's some tough stuff. Right. Uh, but it will be really interesting to see how the millennial group and younger find a faith, because there's always going to be something to believe in. But what is, what is going to be that thing that they decide to worship that's not a major religion, that's not a, a, a deity of some sort? How are they going to, I guess, carry forward the, the term faith? And are they going to believe in just themselves? Are they going to believe in institutions uh, like government? You know, it'll be really interesting to see how this goes on as we get older. And, and sadly, I don't think I have a really funny quip to end this conversation at because this in no way, I think, is the end of this discussion. This is quite literally the beginning yeah, this is such yeah. a huge topic and one that I think can trigger a lot of people and and bring a lot of hate. So I, I just want to say at this part of the show, I in no way, in no way want someone to think that because they have a religious belief that I look differently, look at them differently. I very much agree that people should have their ability to like uh, or have faith in whatever way, believe in whatever they want. Just know that I am somebody who... Through my years, through jobs and, and positions I've held in a church, don't. Yeah, I just don't. And, and I think that's okay. If, if anybody's trying to glean from this program that we are kind of talking down on, you know, any subject that we have covered in the past few minutes here, no, we're not saying one way or the other is, is the right way. 
if anything, I would say your ability to choose what is right for you is the right way. So if you want to go to church and try to find other people to go to church and get those numbers back up, cool. That's awesome. If you are uh, in the now majority and think that going to church is a waste of time, that's also cool because for you, it makes sense. And and that's how you should live your life. Do you ever feel that when you start talking about religion, it's like you're just moving down like a narrow road and like there's so many guardrails. There isn't really like you just you start and you have to go. There's no backtracking. Like you're in the conversation. It's like a country road that takes you home to the place where you belong. Yeah. It, I, country road is a good analogy, like a, a canal. Maybe you just want to be like, I don't know, you just want to turn around. You want to be like an evergreen. Just stop, get stuck in the Suez Canal. Oh, you're talking about that boat everybody was on about. Yeah, that... What the hell happened? Okay, so <laughs> by the time this episode goes up, uh, we are we are likely a week beyond when, when the thing happened. When but like, today though, today it got it got unstuck, unstuck right? by an Egyptian crew who was able to like. What, how did they get the thing unstuck? Lots of lube. <laughs> no more your mom jokes, Scott. I swear to Christ. All right, all right, all right, all right. I was going to say, honestly, Willie, I haven't seen something this stuck since uh, I was watching those those uh, step-sibling videos. And seriously, just like in those videos, you'd think they would know how to get out, right? It's, right. it's not something that you don't do every day. You drive the ship up and down <laughs> the canal, probably, uh, I don't know, how often do you think it would go through? That specific ship, once a month? I don't know. I mean, I, it's going around the continent of Africa and and then it, wh- where is it coming? Where is it going to? Evergreen is a, is a worldwide company. So that that tanker could make it all the way to the U.S., could make it all the way to China. But you have this one narrow canal where you can barely fit two ships across. If you're totally out of the loop and you saw it all over uh, Reddit and Twitter and memes everywhere about this thing. the Every the, single news. Yeah. The TLDR is that. There's a giant cargo Cargo. ship that lost control because of a storm and over the course of some miles bumping and grinding along the the vaginal canal just got stuck too big. Yeah. yeah. It's like an evergreen, just always hard, ready to go year round. I mean, if you look at it, it looks more like throwing a hot dog down a a mine shaft, but (laughs) uh, it doesn't look like it should have gotten stuck, but somehow it there it was just totally incapacitating the world's trade system because it ran aground yeah and that was the only way to go across that continent some of my favorite ways that the internet just blew up around this was posted seven hours ago as we're talking somebody modded it into microsoft flight simulator so you can fly a plane as you get to it, the oil tanker is stuck, or the oil tanker, I keep calling it that. The shipping container the cargo is stuck ship. in the water. Now, granted, this is this is like a, a super cargo ship, right? It it All of those, uh, I guess, container cargo things that you would see trucks pulling, semi-trucks. It has, what, a thousand of these things piled up Easily. on here? And the only thing I've ever seen that's bigger than this is a ship that was designed to carry ships like this. I, that was uh, that was a post this week. Uh, we do- you dodged a your mom joke, and I appreciate your uh, 
your tactfulness I, I, there, Scott. You're you're welcome. I'm I'm trying to be a new Scott this week, but don't worry. There's plenty of episodes for that. But anyway, like uh, like in Star Wars, they said there's always a bigger boat, right? Or we're gonna need a bigger boat. What was your what was your favorite meme of the week from this? I think one one that's been going around uh, more recently is death, the embodiment of death, the Grim Reaper, harvesting the memes when they've run their course. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a several panel one where it shows an, a, an image from the meme and death is walking up to it and says, it's time to go. And the, the meme looks at death and says, was I a good meme? And death would respond usually with saying, you were the best. And it would be the picture of them like walking into the bright light. But this one, the boat goes, it's, is it time? And death goes, it's time to go. And the boat goes, well, I can't. And death goes, why not? And the boat goes, cause I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the internet, man. It's too clever. It's so good. Speaking of things that could potentially bring the world to a standstill. I've oh, got no. one here. That's definitely going to be a showstopper. This is... This is my last controversial topic for the show, so buckle up. This week, in r slash news, the article reads, Human penises are shrinking because of pollution, warns scientists. Willie. Yes, I Scott. Think we, I think we now know. We, we, we now know, know why. why. We know why. <laughs> Listen, I have always been wondering, what's the solution here? I, I've heard people say that there's an extra two inches in you already. So if you just tug on it real hard, you know, maybe you'll get a, maybe you'll get an inch or two. Yeah. Tie some weights to it and, you know, dangle off the side of the bed. Sure. Or pollution. over your sink. Right. So, pollution. Right. That's so, what we're focusing on here. So the better because, question is how, how does the gang solve for pollution? Well, I think it's really interesting because they are literally going after everyone's baby makers right now. And this is this is where we could finally see some real action, right? For the majority of everyone's life, men have been in charge. The patriarchy has ruled supreme. So what if the scientist was like, I've got a diabolical plan. We've done nothing for climate change. We've been complaining about it. We're pretty much at the event horizon where if we do nothing now, we're all done for. The plan is done for. Elon's going to have to fly us to Mars. And, you know, he just tweets about Dogecoin all day long, so he's not even the most reliable source. What can we do to make the men who are in power of the world listen? And you'll have that, like, meek person with the really thick glasses. They push them up, and they, they like, slowly raise their hand in the back of the room, and they're like, I, I have an idea. And then the powerful CEO scientist says, who said that? You, nerdy-looking nerd. <laughs> Speak up. Come on. What, what, what if we told them that they would no longer grow big penises? Brilliant. So do you think something's going to happen now that your junk is in trouble, Willie? This has been a trying year for men who are concerned about penis size because it is all it is also well for many reasons. On top <laughs> of now pollution shrinking the size of our penis. Apparently, COVID has been causing some erectile dysfunction in men. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And some men are losing their hair, Scott. This is pre-COVID. This is a, definitely a condition of pre-COVID. Okay, good. It's the pollution. 
Could do you think do you think that they could do ads and the ads could feature I don't Nicks. know. Maybe like the best the 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 most well-endowed porn stars just wearing gray sweatpants being front and center on an ad. Dr. Fauci right next to them, like right behind them, and this person where like clearly I, I mean, you kind of have to blur the sweatpants at this point if you're going to make if it's going to get past the FCC. And so they it's say like the from from their belly button to their knee is blurred out. Correct. So for some, it might go past the knee and they'll just say in a really deep, ominous voice. I've always lived oh. off the land. And you say, know what this, that means? So the guy from all the commercials. Look at the size of my. C- you know what? I, I think we're going to I think we're going to solve uh, the environment right away. I mean, yeah, we I could, think by, it could be a windmill commercial. The, uh, <laughs> Only shown on in red states. <laughs> I'm just going to say it right here on the show that by the end of 2021, we're going to have a solution for climate change. Just like the song says, Mama, don't let your sons grow up to be cowboys. We're going to flip that switch. Lil Nas X might even come out with a remix of it called You Can't Spell Happiness Without Your Stepsister. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you want to get a hold of us throughout the internet, we are all over the place. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. Just like our show. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find us on, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can find the link to that in the YouTube description. And if you want to watch the YouTube, you can find that in the podcast description. If you want to get a hold of us on our Instagram, you can find us at... Sub for that. If you want to tweet at us, you can find us at... Sub the number four, that. If you want to send us spam emails like Marlin, you can reach us at... Sub for that podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to get a little personal, Scott and I both have a personal account. Scott is... At Scott Carolla on Twitter. And I am WildMN293. And remember... No matter what you're into, whether it's imaginary mindscapes, Smash Bros, moldy interesting, or not the onion, there's a sub for that! that.